welcome to the Gemma's Journey podcast. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I have been feeling so stressed, anxious, I've not been in my creator flow, I haven't been doing any dance or yoga or any drawings, I've not been feeling very good. So when I asked Sarah Hardy to be on my podcast, I thought, you know what, Sarah is going to clear all that, and she has. Sarah is a yoga instructor, she is a photographer, she is an artist, she is just a lovely person to speak to about creativity, mindfulness, wellness and just a lovely all-round podcast to listen to. So if you're anything like me today and you're feeling a little bit stressed, put some warm comfy clothes on, grab yourself a cuppa or any hot brew takes your fancy and put on this podcast and start to feel relaxed with Gemma's Journey and Sarah Hardy. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to the Gemma's Journey podcast. Hi, Gemma. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) So tell us, how long have you been practicing yoga and where did that journey into yoga all start? So basically, um, in my late teens, I, I started to train as a dancer. And I also got into going to the gym around about that time as well. And there was a guy who taught yoga at the gym. And funny enough, he was an artist as well. Um, it seems funny, you know, these these dual careering type things. And um, yeah, I, I decided to, you know, to give it a whirl. And it seemed complimentary to the dance and to, to all the high impact activity that I was doing. Um, really enjoyed it, but I was never really particularly consistent. I'd, I'd do it week in, week out, and then I'd take like months off. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, as I say, it's kind of yoga is one of them things. Once you get into it and you're really consistent with it, you start to see so much more about it. Yeah. Um, but I was I was studying Tai Chi at the time as well. Um, so I guess you could draw, you know, some similarities between that and yoga energetically and mindfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've found that myself. I mean, I used to do dance I used to I started off doing dance in 2004 and then I sort of stopped as I got a bit older and then now when I mean when lockdown happened I got into yoga just because it was a different way of like moving you know and it, just because mm-hmm. yeah because I, I love to dance and I love music and I loved like feeling music through my body you know then I, I found yoga so there definitely seems to be a correlation when I speak to other people and especially dancers when I was doing yoga there is that that link there definitely Absolutely. It opens you up to so much more. Um, I've actually traveled quite a bit as well. So kind of yoga is, you know, one of my go to forms of exercise when I travel. Um, you know, you, you, you don't always need a mat. You can do it wherever, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been lucky enough to kind of travel to Africa and work out in Africa a bit. And I have to credit one of the most inspir- inspiring teachers that I know, um, you know, I, I met Ange out there and she, she taught in um, Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you do meet people on this journey um, kind of when, you, when you're studying yoga. I think you always have people that resonate or you resonate with more so and you kind of follow their teachings much more so because there are so many great yoga teachers out there. But every now and again, you find you find your gem, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So is there a particular style of yoga that you practice? Because obviously I know there are quite a few styles out there. Have you got a particular that you practice in? 
Um, to be fair, I'm quite a, um, let's get my tongue around this, a multidisciplinarian. <laughs> um, so I actually trained in several different styles, kind of Hatha, Ashtanga, Vinyasa, um, Yin. And um, I like to do, I like all of them. I, I see the merit in, you know, obviously all of all the different styles and, you know, there are so many more that I don't actually practice as well. Um, I like to sometimes combine styles. So I'm getting the best of all, all worlds. So kind of, you know, maybe a bit of vinyasa flow and end and with a bit of yin style yoga. Yin's much more passive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a bit more, you know, still and meditative. Um, but, you know, I, I know there's probably purists out there who would assign to just kind of maybe practicing one style. And, you know, that's great. I do see the benefit of kind of sticking to one style, you know, within a session. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a pick and mix girl, I guess. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's interesting that you found your. You said that Yin Yoga, you find like stillness. I've tried Yin Yoga, and I, I must admit, I'm not a fan because you've got to sit in this position for quite a long time. And I think obviously you'll, you'll tell me this, but I feel like you're supposed to breathe through the the pose and relax into it. But I'm like, no, I'm I'm in pain. I can't do it. I need to get up as quick, quick as possible. So I I struggle with with yin yoga. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you know some a lot of us do struggle with stillness of mind and actually having nothing to do. And yin is amazing for that once you start getting into it. But also, I think the thing with yin is it needs to be propped properly. You need to be comfortable. You never go to the edge of the stretch. Mm. You kind of you need, you you kind of back off a bit because you know you're going to be there for a while. There's no point in I don't know, say you know, kind of going into a full split yeah. <laughs> and knowing and knowing that it's uncomfortable. But from the minute you get in get into it and um, like having to be there for five minutes, yeah. um, it, it applies to any kind of any asana you you kind of you're very it's a very mindful form of of yoga where you kind of you 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 know your body yeah and you know where where you don't feel a stretch and then you know when you're stretching too much and it's Mm -hmm. finding that halfway point where your kind of muscles are slightly activated but you're not forcing yourself you're not jarring yourself into a position for you know whatever three to five minutes yeah I think that's my problem because I'll have like yoga, all the yoga blocks and pillows and all the props around me but I'm like no I'm not gonna use them so like, <laughs> yeah just just use them Jamila. you're not gonna be in pain as much <laughs> that's what they're yeah. there for <laughs> yeah it's transcending that mindset I think um, I think it's called ego it sounds really um disrespectful to say that but we've all got it you know we all want to to achieve things Mm -hmm. and a lot of us want to achieve it here and now Mm -hmm. and we're not willing to to put patience into it and just go okay this is where I this is where I'm at this is where I want to be and it it will happen but it will happen in in, at the right time in time um and it's just kind of giving being gentle with ourselves as well yeah so what are the benefits of, of doing yoga, you know, because there's a physical aspect of it, you know, of exercising and stretching. There's also the, you know, the, the mental side of, you know, relax it, relaxing and, you know, sort of winding down from your, from your, your day. Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, part of me would say, you know, what doesn't yoga help with? Um, it's it's so extensive and it does really range right from the physical you know, to mental and emotional. And, you know, I think one of the, the, the paths that leads you on is that spiritual journey, which everybody talks about. 
Um, and it might seem a bit airy-fairy at first, and sometimes it can put people off yoga and such practices. But it, it's kind of, you know, one of them integrated approaches. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it assists so many facets of well-being. Um, but just to, I mean, just to give you an example, you know, it, it can help ease anxiety, um, physical ailments such as, you know, um, digestive problems, stress, headaches, um, aches and pains, you know, when you've abused your, your muscles from doing too little or, or even too much exercise. Um, it can help lower blood pressure equally. If you've got um, low blood pressure, it can help boost it as well, depending on, you know, what the asana is. Strength, um, helps strengthen the body, you know, flexibility, obviously. And then you've got the whole spectrum of mental health, um, and one of the things I believe is that, you know, kind of these issues could be so much more effectively addressed, but, you know, school, work, home, if we had, um, if we were used to implementing kind of such practices with, within environments, and it's becoming more popular, but kind of maybe not quite popular enough. Mm, yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, this was years and years ago when I was doing GCSEs and A-levels and, you know, anyone doing you know, some sort of like exam or, you know, even at university, to be honest with you, doing some sort of, you know, stressful work. And I didn't know about yoga at that time. So you get really stressed and anxious about it and, you know, make yourself feel feel ill. And, you know, you speak to a teacher, oh, just go for a walk or you'll be fine, don't worry, like, you know, you'll be all right. And then, you know, now finding yoga, I found for me, it really made me relax. And, you know, I do feel, feel better after I've done it. And I wish back then I would have known about it then because probably would have helped me and my fellow students at the time you know to to relax and not stress too much about the exams that we were stressing over yeah absolutely I think one of the things that I really love about yoga is that you know what you learn on the mat you can actually take out into your life and apply it to so many situations that help you ground and deal with life and circumstances and events so much mm. more calmly and with with grace and you know and with clarity yeah. um and yeah I kind of I wish more people realized that and because you know people we all we're all guilty of it we get caught up in situations and everything gets quite emotional Whereas if you can take that time out and breathe, you know, they say if you've mastered breath, then you've mastered life. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of true because, you know, obviously you've got that pranayama aspect that goes alongside kind of mat-based practice or kind of, you know, in whatever scenario you, you use it. Um, but it, it really, really does help kind of calm the body, calm the central nervous system, calm the mind. Um, and yeah, that's just, I think maybe that's one of the lesser known um benefits of yoga and in, in how you can control yourself emotionally um yeah. through the breath yeah yeah so i was doing a bit of research Rosie, before we spoke and i was looking on your instagram and i, I love this that you've got on your your bio that creating balance through creativity can you tell me a bit more about about that um yeah so um basically i mean i've had my own dramas in life you know illness and grief and loss and 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 so on and so forth um and basically um you know i've i found ways to help me through situations um and it's just kind of it's it's almost a, like a reflective practice i've kind of looked back over my life and thought right, what what has helped me um and you know i was always quite big um in kind of you know 
picking up a sketchbook and, and drawing. I loved to dance. I loved music. Could never play an instrument, but I really, really love music still to this day. Just can't be without it. Um, and it's kind of, for me, it became, um, it became a means of trying to kind of find the elements and piece them together in various quantities that provided balance for me. Um, I know I need stillness and I also need physicality in my life to, to keep me balanced. You know, we're, we're not we're not kind of made in this life to just be still, but equally, if you're constantly on the move, um, you're gonna burn yourself out. Um, so to find activities that kind of went together to provide them two aspects, but that allowed me to, you know, to create and to express myself. Expression's healthy, creative expression's healthy. It's finding your voice at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, I kind of think, you know, if, if we can take this and being creative, you know, you get inspiration from so many different things in this life. Other people, you go out into nature and, you know, so on and so forth. And you kind of, you express that and you express your experiences through through whatever means. And if we can use that to um, inspire for the greater good, and, you know, I keep saying as humans, but we're put on this earth to create, I, I think anyway, we're very good at creating chaos at the moment, which isn't so good. But if we could turn that on its head and learn lessons and kind of use creativity for the greater good, to create more harmony, more peace, and kind of be more at peace with ourselves, which, you know, I get some people might go, oh, she's an idealist and, and all that, but there's no harm in trying these, these kind of practices, um, you know, creativity and kind of getting a bit more exercise, being aware of the elements that that actually create true well-being. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, creativity, as I say, sorry, I do speak a lot. No, not <laughs> at all. Yeah, not at all creativity is such a big part of our lives mm -hmm. I you know and this is my opinion I understand you know not everybody might agree with me but um and you know without creativity no imagination you have Groundhog Day how many people use kind of creative um, problem solving you know to find different answers and to to progress um their theories or their, or their studies or, or their lives even so yeah and you clearly are, you know, a very talented person. Again, looking on your social media, you know, you've got lovely photography and, and drawings of nature and animal animals and, and wildlife. So how long have you been been doing doing that? Because they're, they're beautiful. Obviously, all the, the photos and the things that I was looking at are really, really nice. Oh, thank you. That's so kind of you. Um, so I suppose I've I've always been drawn to kind of, art and creativity and you know I think the thing that sticks out in my head right now is that I've always 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 been a fan of Braverman Briggs and I used to watch it and I used to be in you know I used to be in absolute awe you've got this whole mixture of these beautiful whimsical illustrations and the music and together this creative fusion it's just like it's absolutely blissful. Um, you know, I was always a fan of these kind of childhood childhood illustrators like Shirley Hughes, um, maybe even A.J. Milne as well with Winnie the Pooh. And, um, you know, obviously they're accompanied by some quite profound um, storylines as well, which mm. kind of grow with you as you age. So you've, you've had one level of appreciation 
as a child but then as you've grown up you've you've come to see like a bigger picture and what what it's been inferring and, and so on you know kind of the stories within it um so that was kind of I suppose the start of my creative journey um and yeah I think you know it's it's come and gone over the years I haven't necessarily been a hard and fast artist all my life but it's kind of come and gone as I say you know before it's kind of got me through some quite dark times some quite challenging times in my life Mm -hmm. um and you know there's been times where I've just thought I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jack this all in (laughs) I've got quite disheartened at times you know you get a lot of criticism especially in academic situations you you come to trust people and then they start judging what your what your art is worth or how you know what kind of efforts got into it and Mm. it's kind of something I'm very very aware of when you go around a gallery you don't kind of make comments about kind of who who could do this or who could do that because it's really insulting your art comes from the heart very definitely um but I think a lot of that's kind of at times has fueled my inner critic and mm-hmm. at, at then times I've kind of really sometimes backed off art because of that I'm not really getting what I need to get from this practice right now yeah. it's not that I don't love to sit down and draw and paint but when the inner critic gets too much sometimes it can be a bit you know a bit destructive to just to try and carry on with it so you just have to take maybe a bit of a back step yeah, I think that's why it means I so I like stop dance because of that because you know I, I I loved dance and I did it because I enjoyed it and then it came to a part where it was right okay, yeah oh, you're gonna do it as a career and I thought oh I'd like to but then it got you know worried about what everyone else thinks and if someone doesn't like what I've choreographed or someone doesn't like the way I move then you know I'm gonna stop enjoying it and that's not what I want to do so that's why that's why I stopped doing it or you know well I do it in the house but I don't any don't do it anywhere else now just because of because of that um but yeah, yeah it's nice to see that you have that you know you've carried it carried it on so in terms of the creative process then for your drawings and photography do you have a certain like way of, of, of doing things or is it just a case of right today I'm going to sit down and I'm going to draw this or I'm going to go out and take photograph, photographs of this <laughs> um it can vary wildly to be fair and it depends what kind of, I say I go through phases um sometimes things come very very organically and I'll sit down and I'll throw some color at a, at a canvas and I'll take kind of um, snapshots of photographs that I've taken and kind of recreate them on this background but it's kind of a hash a montage mm-hmm. so to speak um, and other times I have a more certain idea um, you know I'd, I'd say with the black and white photography the more stylized stuff I had this idea about kind of trying to trying to translate um, the you know the degradation of the planet in the way kind of we're seeing species disappear all the time um and it was like you know that half kind of um the images were almost disappearing into the background there were kind of less and less of them um in in the frame um and kind of fading them out in that way um but as i say that's photography you know um sometimes with with painting and illustration um it works in a a totally different way Mm um yeah but (laughs) <laughs> it's weird I, maybe I'm just a typical creative but I'm I'm, I'm always changing um, and I'm always trying something new and it, it drives my mental mad <laughs> it's like you're like a butterfly <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but you know butterflies can be good too they they evolve yeah. and you know <laughs> yeah I love that I love that I like being called a butterfly I like that <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we know the answer to, to this but do you find that being creative supports your wellness absolutely I, I really miss um my you know kind of it doesn't matter what you consider creative to be fair I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just add this yeah. <laughs> um you know it, it could be you could be a painter or you could draw or you could write or you could create music or you could be a dancer or you could be a cook or a gardener or you could be an accountant you know creative accounting yeah. <laughs> even even scientists use a, a certain amount of creativity to solve their problems and creative things that I turn to or that I have in my life um and in, at times it can be kind of quite integral to my sanity I have to say you know mm. um they uh yeah they they just they help me express they help me kind of clarify what I'm feeling or sometimes you know sometimes it's just nice to sit down and just use color color is a big thing with creativity and it can mm. you know it can infer all, all kinds as can words as can you know um as can music and you know the way you play music the way you hear music um there's just yeah I have so much when on reflection I have so much creativity in my life that if it was if it was taken away um and I was left with no means to access it I don't know what I'd do yeah (laughs) to be fair because I'm I'm so used to it but Yeah. yeah yeah everybody's different I guess yeah no I've I mean I've spoken about this before with other people on the podcast or on my blog as well you know I think having art especially in schools you know no matter what level is so important you know when I heard about the news ages ago they were going to like take like theatre away and they were going to take art away I'm like no like don't don't do that it is so so vital for all the reasons we've just you just spoken about you, you know and like you say it doesn't have to be like actual art dance and drama music it can be like gardening cooking anything your creativity is so important you know for so many many reasons so yeah I, I am totally the same if I didn't have creativity or art or you know like that in my life I would not know what I would be doing I would have no nothing to, to do so <laughs> If people are listening and think, you know what, I love, I want to find out more about Sarah. I love what she's been talking about today. Where can people go to find out more about you? Well, literally, I'm, I'm pretty much all over the internet, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, all these, with, with all these endeavours, I've actually got so many platforms um, that, you know, I've started, I've written blogs, you know, when I've been out in Africa, I've written blogs. I think there's, there's two called Lyrical Africa 1 and 2, so it's like kind of the whole wildlife spectrum because, you know, I've done a lot of like the I've, I've worked in conservation in Africa and, you know, wildlife and um, rehabilitation of born free and various programs like that. So that seems that if that kind of stuff interests people, then they might want to read about that. Um, I've got my artist website, which is Sarah Hardy dot art, which is nice and easy to remember. Um, and I've just got my new blog up, um, Sarah Hardy um, Art Yoga um, at wordpress.com. Um, so I'm still kind of getting to grips with that. I love writing. I really, really love writing. But kind of sometimes you have to break 
through this this kind of fear and it's like well, what have I got to say what have I got that would interest people you know what can I tell them <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm still getting started on that but yeah that that's just another aspect and then I've got you know all the the usual um Instagram efforts and uh so on so yeah for the art and the yoga so if you want to see some fancy poses or some you know some photographs or some paintings and so on I've, I've got all of that as well yeah and I'll put um, all those links on the, the show notes and make sure I'll tag them all on social media as well so people can can access that so thank you so much for being on the podcast today you were a joy to, to talk to I could listen to you all day Sarah <laughs> God bless you. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. It's been so lovely to chat. Thank you for listening to the Gemma's Journey podcast. If you like this episode, please do like it, subscribe, and of course, share with all your friends. And if you're a new listener, Hello, you're more than welcome to stay. And of course, listen to other episodes of my podcast as well. So thank you again for listening.